Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. Before we get into today's subject matter, I wanted to share with you guys an exciting announcement. We have released our own Modern Mystic line of skincare. We've started with four products and we're going to expand to at least two more this summer. And I'm just so stoked. We've got these products that are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan, all of the things that you want out of your skincare, we've got it with these products. We've got Golden, which is an oil cleanser. We've got Purify, which is a charcoal mask. We have Glow, which is a hydrating face moisturizer, and Radiant, which is a color correcting serum with vitamin C. I'm so stoked and proud of these products. I've been using them for the past several months. My skin has never, ever looked better. And so I just wanted to announce it because we're loud and proud about growing the Modern Mystic brand and curating and creating products that really will help you take care of not only your energetic body, but your physical body and what it is that you put on your skin because it's part of our self-care ritual and it's part of the ways that we take care of ourselves. So this week, moving on, we've got an exciting class. Let's talk about stress. That's the name of the class. Let's talk about stress, baby. We all know what's up with stress. We are in this time where our nervous systems are shot, which is why I practice Kundalini yoga and meditation. Um, and Tia Robinson is a stress management and well-being coach, and she was introduced to meditation while looking for a holistic form of relief from her work-induced burnout. She was having panic attacks and was totally stressed out. Does that sound familiar? Uh, so she teaches people now how to leverage the use of mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's called MBSR to help manage everyday stressors in your personal and professional lives. She's a certified personal and business development coach with over 460 credit hours of training in meditation and restorative yoga. She has launched the pause practice in 2018. This is a holistic concierge and mindfulness coaching service that's based here in Atlanta, which is built on the principles of meditation, positive psychology, restorative movement, and yoga and stress management. This lady is qualified and she is here this week with us to teach us how to use all of these tools to manage stress. So without further ado, let's talk about stress. Thank y'all. So it's interesting. Um, I woke up this morning, I had a presentation that I wanted to share with you all, um, super technical, talking about the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, the adrenals, cortisol levels, and all of that stuff. And I got here about an hour and a half early, and I sat in my car, and I got the message that I needed to keep it simple and talk about my own personal experience. <laughs> so I remixed my presentation. So <laughs> bear with me. I just feel like it'll resonate more if I talk from the heart as opposed to talking from a technical, intellectual, as opposed to experiential experience. So my name is Tia Robinson. I am a mindfulness, meditation, and stress management coach here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
and I've been doing this for some time now, maybe about five years professionally, but I've been a meditator for 12, 13 years. Um, it has completely changed my life, completely changed my way of thinking, my way of being, how I operate in this world, and I'm super, super passionate about it and want to share the benefits of mindfulness and stress management with everyone because I know we come from a world and a society where everything is go, go, go. You know, we live in a boss culture. Hashtag goals, uh, the early bird catches the worm, hustle hard, uh, as opposed to being in alignment with yourself and your being and what it is that you wanna do in terms of your purpose here on the earth. So I like to combat that with more calming things, relaxing things, and I'm just happy to be here today. So. This session will be interactive. I like moving around. I won't be in the seat <laughs> for the entire hour, but I like to get people's feedback and their thoughts and, and make it interactive because we all experience stress on different levels and different things stress us out. And I feel like you know sharing is caring and we're all here to learn from one another. Does that work for everyone? All right. So what's the definition of stress? Webster's Dictionary says that stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So with that being said, I want to find out from some folks that are here, what's stressing you all? <laughs> the faces. Okay, life. Life in general. Okay. Balancing everything in life. Okay. Anyone else? None. Okay, back here, red shirt. Homework. Homework is stressful. Okay, anyone else? Work and kids. Okay, responsibilities. Ah, oh, feeling like you're not enough. Okay. So as we go through and I share and expose my soul in terms of stress and what I was dealing with, I want you to think of two things. When you think of stress or if I say something that resonates with you, um, you know, you feel it on a soul level, just question and ask, is it the situation or is it the thought, right? Because we talk about Homework, is it the thought of homework? Is it the action of doing homework? We talk about work, is it work in general? Um, do you find any type of joy in work or is it the actual idea of work or not doing what it is that you want to do and love to do? So when you hear me share my story, just start to think, is it the situation or is it the thought that you have around this situation. So, anywho, my journey started about mm, 11, 12 years ago. So, I was always that child that asked the question, why? <laughs> and as you become an adult, because becomes a suitable answer. So, with that being said, I always uh, held on to that why, 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 why. But I started my journey about 11 or 12 years ago. I was working in corporate America. My goal was to be Oprah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that is what success looks like. That's what I want. I want it in some shape or form. So I needed to move like Oprah. I needed to talk like Oprah. I needed to be Oprah. 
And so I graduated from school, worked for a couple of companies, and then started working in corporate America. And my goal was really to have a corner office. I was like, you know, I want to be VP or CEO of something. I didn't care what it was. I just knew that the title was something that I wanted to obtain, right? Situation and thoughts. So I started working in corporate America and I, I had a great run. Um, you know, I was young. I was one of the youngest in my department. Um, I had a lot of responsibility, a lot of visibility. Um, you know, took vacations, ate great food, um, had a beautiful car, nice loft, just anything you could possibly think of a dream up from any, a, a material standpoint. But I had a little bit of a stumbling block in the form of a reorg. So the work that I love doing and the people that I love doing, that kind of changed and it shifted. I had a new boss and my perception <laughs> or thought around this boss is that she was difficult, right? Um, she was difficult to please, she was difficult to work with. Um, anything that I did or brought to the table where before I was used to being praised and you know, you're gonna go far, this person pushed pushed every button, every insecurity that I had. So here I was going to work and I'm walking through the halls and I'm looking at that corner office and I'm like, that's gonna be mine one day. And I'm walking into work and I'm like, what, what is it gonna be today? What did I not do right? You know, what did I, what did I say wrong in that meeting? You know, am I wearing the wrong shoes? Any and everything that you could think of that a person could find or develop an insecurity around. I did working under the tutelage of this person. And so that got me to a point where I started to question my capabilities. I started to question my purpose. I started to question if I, the corner office was really even worth it. And I started to develop a lot of anxiety, extreme anxiety, to the point where one day, we were about to go into a meeting, it was just she and I, and I had to run to the bathroom. And I ran to the bathroom and I remember, I'm one of those people that's a germaphobe, I ran to the bathroom and I held onto the toilet seat because I was shaking and I felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest. And so I'm like, what is this? Like I'm dying and you know, I'm fearful of the fact that I might even need to call someone for help. So some way, somehow I found my bearings and I excused myself and I said, hey, you know, not feeling well, need to leave. She says, okay, fine. So I called my doctor immediately and he scheduled, we scheduled an appointment for the next day. And he examined me and he said, you know, hey, what's going on? What's happening? And I you know, feel like I had a heart attack. <laughs> you know, I'm sweating, I'm, I'm nauseous. You know, what's going on? And he said, oh, well, you had a panic attack. And he said, you know, what are you, what are you dealing with? What, what's going on? You know, is work stressing you? Is home life stressing you? And I gave him the whole spiel about, you know, the reorg and the difficulties that I was having with my boss. And he said, well, classic panic attack, classic anxiety. 
you have two options. So I said, okay, what are those two options? He said, you have the option of taking these pills or you have the option of quitting your job. And I'm like, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of choices are those? Like pills or like leaving your job? Now, mind you, I just said I took vacations, I ate very well, had a nice place, had a nice convertible. I'm like, I'm not giving all of this stuff up. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me additional recommendations. He said, it's as simple as that. So I said, okay, well, I'll take the medication from now. And I said, okay, let me get back into why mode. So I kind of revisited my childhood self in terms of being able to ask the question why. I knew I needed a solution right then and there. Couldn't be going into the office, you know, running and holding on to public toilets you know, for the next couple of weeks. That wasn't gonna be a good option for me. So um, I decided to take his advice in terms of taking medication, but I also started to ask myself, why? Why? Why do you want that corner office? Why do you care so much about what someone else is saying, right? Why is it that you're tolerating being in a situation that's not bringing the best out of you? Why? Is it the situation or is it the thoughts around the situation? So, with that being said, the next couple of weeks were still challenging. Still had difficulties with my boss. And I'm just gonna put it out there. I perceived her to be a bully. She knew she could get a rise out of my emotions in some way, shape, or form, and she did. And so, with that, I said, okay, I gotta figure out some other things that I can do. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this being my life because, because just a couple of weeks ago, I was fine. You know, things were great, traveling, enjoying life. So I started doing some research on some ways to deal with stress and anxiety and came across meditation. And I'm like, okay, I have this idea of what meditation is, right? So at that time, I was like, okay, granola, <laughs> tree huggers. It's <laughs> totally not the lifestyle that I was living, right? Uh, and so in my desperation to try to find and figure out something that was going to alleviate the stress that I was experiencing, I decided that I would try it out. And so I signed up for my first meditation class with reservation. And when I say reservation, I grew up in a religious family. Um, I actually grew up Jehovah Witness. And so coming from that background, even though I was not a practicing Jehovah Witness, um, I had a lot of reservations just in terms of what meditation would bring out of me. I, as a woman of color, I always say, you know, we're the ones that's taught, you know, you, you don't do that, you pray to Jesus, go about your business, you don't deal with anything else. And so I walked into my first meditation class completely fearful. And it might sound funny or humorous to me now that I was fearful, but at that time I was very, very fearful about what that experience would be. And I sat down. And I closed my eyes and I meditated for the very first time. And at that point, I was hooked. 
There was nothing <laughs> that was going to stop me from this experience and stop me from being able to grow in my meditation practice because it really, really, really got me to a point where I was able to put the anxiety to the side and I was able to look at it, identify it, ask it who, what, when, where, why, how, identify whether it was the situation and you know whether my job was the situation that was causing me stress or was it the thoughts around the job. And what I learned is that really what it was, it was the thoughts around my job and my thoughts around what success looked like and my thoughts around what I would be or who I would be if I didn't have these things in my life. Because if you put me in any other situation, and you know, you could put yourself in this scenario as well, there was times when I found joy in my job. There were times when you probably find joy in school. There's times when you find joy when it comes to having certain responsibilities. But it was really around the thoughts that I carried when it came to those particular things, whether I measured myself based off of success as I perceived it, success is how other people perceive it, success as it relates to um, whether I got something done or if I was letting someone down, right? Would they talk about me? What are they saying? You know, have I dropped the ball? Things of that sort. So from that point on, I became a meditator. And what meditation really allowed me to do was to establish healthy boundaries. It helped me to mitigate my stress and anxiety. And it also helped me in terms of being very clear when it comes to my thoughts and the stories that I've been telling myself to be able to manage my stress. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times we make up these stories and they become worst case scenarios, right? And we don't necessarily look at the option in terms of, okay, well, if that's the worst case scenario, then is it something that you can manage or you can handle? Is it gonna break you? Is it going to um, hurt you or harm you in any particular type of way? So again, when I say situation and thoughts, I really learn that through meditation, being still and being aware of your thoughts and not engaging with them allowed you to, in the physical world, not engage with stuff that didn't resonate as true in your life. So that's how I got started with meditation. Um, that's how I got started with coaching. That's my journey in terms of being able to deal with stress management. And I have a couple of certification in different things in terms of meditation, mindfulness, restorative yoga, um, breath work, energy healing, and things of that sort. And these are things that I use when it comes to teaching my clients stress management from a holistic standpoint. So the first thing that I use and I utilize that I want to be able to share with you all is the importance of our breath. Our breath really dictates how we move and maneuver within our bodies. If we have a rapid pace breath, you know, those things can be attributed to easily being um, predisposed to burnout. 
stress, anxiety. When you start to decrease your breath, or excuse me, slow it down, and be more conscious and aware, you get into a state of deep, deep, deep relaxation. So the first thing is breath work is one of the tools that I would recommend in terms of being able to manage your stress. So we're all gonna do a quick breath work exercise. And I just want you all to become aware of where your breathing is at this moment. The best way to do that is to take your hand and place it over your chest, and then take your other hand and place it on your belly. So just start to breathe naturally, in through your nose, out through your nose, and you can close your eyes at any point if you want to, if you feel like you'll get a deeper connection. And just notice where your breath is at this particular moment. Just notice if your breath is shallow or restricted in any kind of way. If it's accelerated. And when you're ready, just come back to yourself. So did anyone notice anything particular about their breath? Was it accelerated? Was it shallow? Did you hear any sounds? Yeah? So our breath, I like to say is kind of our watch when it comes to dealing with stress management. Being able to check in with our breath is essential. And it's essential because by the time you get to a point where you're starting to have anxiety or a panic attack, you are at a pace where your breath has become 
so shallow, so restricted, that the panic attack is really about bringing attention to the fact that there's something there that you need to deal with. So I always recommend that people check in when it comes to their breath on a daily, even twice a day if you need to. Need to. Um, just to make sure that you are at a state where you are operating um, from a state of relaxation as best as you can. Again, when you get to the point where you start dealing with anxiety, start dealing with stress, or whatever have you, it's usually because we're not checking in with our breath. We can manipulate our breath, and we can get our breath to the point where it is allowing our body to move into a state of deep relaxation. And what I like to call those are cleansing breaths. So we're gonna do a cleansing breath now. So this will take you from being in a state of rapid or accelerated breath or shallow breath or restricted breath and just aligning that breath with the body as it relates to getting into a state of deep relaxation. So again, I invite you to close your eyes. And I want you to just breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth with an exhale. Again, inhale through the nose and out through the mouth with an exhale. Continuing that breath, I want you to start to envision as you're inhaling, that you are inhaling support, happiness, relaxation, calm. And as you exhale, exhale any anxiety or tension, tightness in the body. Continuing to breathe in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. Return to your normal breath. And when you're ready, feel free to open your eyes. So did anyone feel better in sync when it came to sitting in their seating, feeling a little bit more relaxed, shoulders dropping away from your ears, Relaxing the back muscles. And for all of those who get those butterflies in their stomachs, like I do, the butterflies flew away.
connected. So that's a cleansing breath. And I always recommend doing those when you get to a point where you're starting to feel the anxiety or tension or tightness bubble up. Because focusing on our natural breath, again, that's us checking in to see kind of where we're at. But sometimes as you focus on your breath and your inhale and your exhale, you might find it a little difficult to move into a state of relaxation. So in order to do that, I recommend that you do three cleansing breaths back to back and then just check back in with the body to see where you're at. If you need to do them again, do three more, check back in, do three more, check back in. All right. So the other thing I like to incorporate when it comes to stress management and things that you can do in order to um, deal with physical, mental, and emotional stress is restorative movement. And so I learned about restorative movement maybe about three years ago because what I found in teaching a lot of my clients and teaching class is that a lot of people say, well, I can't meditate because my mind is constantly wandering and I can't get it to shut up. <laughs> and the fact that that was happening was causing them stress and anxiety on its own. And the last thing I want you to do is to come to a stress management or meditation class and you feel stressed because you can't be able to get to a point where you can silence the thoughts that are in your mind. So I learned restorative movement, which really gets you to move from a state of stress to a state of relaxation. And it does that by working on the nervous system. So when you're in a state of stress, you are in your sympathetic nervous system, right? A state of flight. Um, and that really is a system that was put in place for us eons and eons ago you know, when we were out in the outdoors, living in nature, if there was a threat, we would tap into that stress system to be able to defend ourselves, to run, to hide, to fight, etc. But we live in a culture now where stress has been normalized for us, and it's almost kind of like the coffee of our nervous system, right? You got to hit that cortisol system in order to get up and go and things of that sort. And when I say get up, I mean, even think about it from the sense of waking up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, what does your alarm sound like? Does your alarm set the tone for relaxation? Is it soothing or is it obnoxious? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's going to chase their alarms, alarm sound now. It really does set the tone for our day, right? Um, but that's kind of how we've been normalized. And so when it comes to facilitating relaxation and dealing with stress, a lot of the times we hold it in our body. So we want to move it from, we want to move you from a state of moving in your sympathetic nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system, moving in a direction of rest and relaxation. And restorative poses allow you to do that. So if you find difficulty with sitting still, um, meditating, or even if you are struggling with your breath, we have um, some tools or some tactics that you can use to be able to manipulate the body to be able to get you into a state of deep relaxation. So Chris, I'm gonna use you to demonstrate.
And these are poses. These are poses and positions that you can do at home um, that, again, move you from your sympathetic nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, so Chris, I want you to um, get on your knees with your palms out in front of you. Yep. And then I want you to rotate your legs to either side. Yep, bringing your torso down and then allowing your neck to turn either way, whichever way is going to be comfortable without too much stretch, but just enough stretch that you feel it here. Nope, you're good. Place your arms down. Is your arm comfortable that way? There we go. So this is a gentle twist. And what this does, it, it really allows you to kind of get a squeeze when it comes to your organs. So the squeeze allows for blood flow um, to be uh, constricted and then also released, right? So that new fresh blood is flowing through the organs and then also gives a slight twist in the spine. And it also helps to release some of the stress and tension that you have in the shoulders, right? So what I've found is that if you are having difficulty sitting meditating, a lot of times you're holding tension not only within your mind, but you're also holding it in the physical body. And so what restorative poses and movements do is it, allow you, it allows you to relax and release some of that tension, right? So in addition to that, not only doing the pose, but also incorporating that breath work into your restorative pose allows you to get into a deeper level of relaxation. So Chris, what I want you to do is I want you to start to envision inhaling through your lower back and exhaling through your belly. So as she's doing this, some of the things that I'm looking at, as I'm looking if she's holding any tension or tightness in the arms, I'm looking to see if she's holding any tension or tightness within the shoulder blades, and I'm looking at how deeply it is that she's able to breathe in this position and pose. As you can see, she's able to breathe pretty well. You can see um, the rise and fall of her inhale and exhale. And what she's doing in terms of inhaling through the lower back and exhaling through the belly, if you envision the ground, the earth as mother nature, you're breathing in through your lower back and as you're exhaling, you are releasing all that doesn't serve you into the ground. So you're releasing all of that tension and tightness. You're releasing the stress and anxiety. You are allowing your body to become oxygenated and you're becoming one with your space, the ground, whatever it is, whether it's your yoga mat, your um, sacred space, etc. But this allows you to get into a state of deep relaxation. Restorative poses, there's a whole host of them, but I love this one the most. I call this my anxiety buster 
because whenever it is that I was experiencing anxiety, this was one of those positions that I was in. That allowed me, sorry. Are you good? No, no, no. No, you're fine. I want to make sure you're okay. This was one of the positions that we were, um, that I was in that allowed me to break up some of that nervous tension that I was feeling specifically in my belly. Um, and that also I would feel in between my shoulder blades. So this is my stress buster. Again, try it if you're starting to feel physically anxious and see how you feel. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, first off, how did you feel? I'm gonna let you speak to how you might, might have felt in that pose. Well, when I first laid down, I didn't think that I was holding any tension, but then once I started envisioning, like breathing in through my back and then exhaling forward, I felt my shoulders kind of relax a little bit more and my hips drop a little bit to where I was more, because once you said like be one with uh, Mother Earth, I was like, that was really, really like comfortable. I was really, you know, I wasn't going to fall asleep, but I was really relaxed. Yeah, yeah so it was nice, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyone have any questions about that? No? Anyone want to try it? Come on now, y'all. Nobody wants to try it? Now, that might have been a position that was most comfortable for Chris, so... Yep, let me show you how I naturally get into the pose. And you'll all, you know, when you get into the pose, you will definitely find and figure out what works best for you. But this is typically how I get into it. You can bring your legs up, you can bring them down. The most important thing is to make sure that you're getting that slight twist in the lower back, right? Okay. Well, if you do it seated up, then that's more of a yogic kind of pose. And so this, these poses are about muscular, emotional, and mental release. And so with that being said, the ground supports you in doing that, right? So that you're not relying on additional muscles to be able to hold a pose, right? So we wanna use what we have and the floor and the ground is the best way. It is very nurturing and especially when you incorporate the breath work in terms of breathing in through the lower back and breathing out through the belly. So you can try. And I'm sorry, what's your name? Lori. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. I, I hold a lot of tension up here and a lot of neck pain. Okay. So. Yep. Nope, you're fine. 
that's fine. And there are other poses that you can do. So if this is not one that works for you, there are other poses that you can do. But I wanna see, I want you to just kind of breathe into this position and let me know how it is that you feel. If you start to feel any release as it relates to this area, your lower back, and then your hip. And you know why? What I would want you to do if you were home and you did this position is have neck support, right? Because, yep, and I, and I could see when you put your, your head down that this area right here is probably causing strain and stress right here. So if this was a position that you were gonna do at home, I would incorporate a pillow or a block or something that would be able to support your neck so that you will be able to um, allow your head to fall into the pillow and feel supported. Because right now, what's, what you're experiencing because you're modifying it is that you're not having any type of support there. So all the stress is coming up here and it's coming onto that side of the body. So, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, anybody else? All right, y'all. <laughs> okay. Where are we at with time? All right, awesome. So with that being said, the third thing that I would say, since we did the breath work, we worked on the body. Exactly, I'm like, if I did it again, then I'd be going back that way. Um, is that we're gonna do a guided meditation. Yay! <laughs> the smiles on everyone's face. So um, we're going to do a guided meditation. Um, we're going to hold off on the music for now, and then I'll cue you. Yep. Um, we're going to do a guided meditation. So again, stress management tips in terms of, you know, how do we deal with stress? Breath work, first and foremost, then move into the body, doing some restorative poses. And then once doing that, you should be in a position where you have a very, very good meditation because we relax the breathing, we've relaxed the body, and now we're gonna focus on silencing and quieting the mind. So any folks new to meditation? Okay, so here's the thing with meditation. Don't judge yourself, have compassion, right? Um, it is not about quiet, it's not about stopping the thoughts that pop into your mind, right? It's about slowing them down and observing without judgment. So there are gonna be things that come up. You're gonna be thinking about what you're gonna eat after class. <laughs> you're gonna think about going to work tomorrow, what you're gonna wear. The mind will come up with all different things to try to get you to engage with it. And what I want you to just do is to allow those thoughts to pop into your mind and fall to the side. And if you become overwhelmed with those thoughts, the three cleansing breaths that I had mentioned earlier, breathing in through your nose, pushing out through your mouth, doing that three times allows the brain to reset so that you can go back into your meditation. Sound good? All right, so what we're gonna do today uh, is a body scan, right? So everyone, once you've found a comfortable spot, Close your eyes. 
Bring your palms to your knees. I always say palms down if you feel like you need some grounding, palms up if you feel like you need a little bit of energy today. And just start to breathe nat naturally in through your nose and out through your nose. Now bring your awareness to the top of your head. And we're gonna focus on invoking deep relaxation throughout the body. Start to bring that awareness down to your forehead. Relaxing your forehead. Bringing that awareness down to the brow area. And the eyes. Start to relax the face. And bringing that awareness to your cheeks. down to the jaw. Around to the mouth. And with your mouth still closed, just gently separate the teeth. Start to bring your awareness down to your neck. Relaxing the tops of your shoulders. Continuing to breathe naturally, start to relax the shoulder blades. Start to send that awareness to the center of your back. 
sending that awareness down from the center of your back to your lower back. Send that awareness down and around to your hips. Relaxing the hips. and allowing them to fall open ever so slightly. Start to bring your awareness from your hips down into your quads. Continuing to relax the legs, start to bring that awareness from the quads down to the knees. From the knees down to the lower portion of your legs. down into your feet. And from your feet out through your toes. Continuing to focus on your inhale and exhale. Allow the body to feel fully relaxed.
releasing any last bit of tension or tightness that you may be experiencing within the body. Repeat after me. As we end this session, we're going to close with three cleansing breaths. Inhaling deeply through the nose and exhaling through the mouth with a sigh. Inhale and exhale. Again, inhale through the nose and exhale. One last time, inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Return to your normal breath. And when you're ready, I invite you to wiggle your fingertips, wiggle your toes, Rotate your head from side to side. And when you're ready, open your eyes. All right, everyone. Well, that was Let's Talk About Stress. We talked about breath work. We talked about restorative poses and movements. We did a guided meditation. So I hope that everyone is having or is going to have a stress-free Sunday. <laughs> Again, my name is Tia Robinson. I'm based here in Atlanta. Um, my company is called The Pause Practice. And I'm on Instagram if you want to reach out to me for anything. But I'm here for a few more minutes if anyone has any questions, concerns, thoughts, feedback. Um, and IG is the pause practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, Chris. Oh, hold on one second. Let me give you the mic. So returning to the, um, one of the statements that you opened up the class with about whether it's the situation or your thoughts, like where do you usually try to draw the line versus it's the situation or my thoughts? Because it seems like there could always be you know, justification for either side. I always, um, at this point in life, I go back to my thoughts, right? Um, because thoughts create situations or thoughts can liberate you from situations, right? So um, I think I mentioned the example of going to work. There are times when that situation can be extremely fulfilling and happy. And there are times when those when that particular situation can be stressful and taxing. And usually it's stressful or taxing because of my thought around what the repercussions of something may be. Also, when you look at situations versus thoughts, think about it from the standpoint of if another person was in this position and role, would they be okay, right? So I do believe that there are situations that are toxic 
but I also think that when it comes to our thoughts, our thoughts are really the first area of attack that we need to look at because one, why would you stay in a toxic situation? What are you benefiting from it, right? What are you getting out of it? What are you telling yourself? Why are you telling yourself that you need to stay there, right? But then also, when it comes to the situation, when it came to my boss, right? My thoughts were that the perception was I wasn't good enough. And I was telling myself that, right? So I always say, look at the thoughts. The thoughts will help to influence the situation. And sometimes, yeah, there are tox there's toxic stuff <laughs> that's out there, right? But what are you telling yourself as to why you need to stay in that situation, right? All right. Anyone else? All right, well, thank you, everyone. Hope y'all get on. Thank you so much for listening to Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. Please subscribe to this podcast to get new content every Sunday. Visit modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School. You can also follow us on Instagram at modernmystic underscore shop. Thank you so much, and we will see you next Sunday.